Welcome to Daily Daf Differently, a Jcast Network podcast. This daily podcast invites you to join us to study the Daily Talmud page with a variety of liberal rabbis and teachers. For more information about Daily Daf Differently, please visit jcastnetwork.org slash ddd. For more information about the other Jcast Network podcasts and blogs, please visit jcastnetwork.org. Welcome to the Daily Daf Differently. I am Marcy Jacobs Aranchik, and today we're studying Masachet Shabbat, Daf Kuf Kaf Tet, Tractate Shabbat, page 129. Our Daf today continues with the discussion of how and in what circumstances we may overlook the prescriptions and proscriptions of Shabbat in order to help a woman in labor. And, in the tradition of the Talmud and of the Jewish people as a whole, we have a disagreement. Rav Ashi holds that as long as the womb is open, whether she declares her need for something that isn't Shabbat appropriate or not, we readily desecrate Shabbat for her. Once the womb has closed, however, even if she claims a need, we do not desecrate Shabbat for her. Marzutra, quoting the earlier Amoraim, Rav Yehuda and Shmuel, agrees with Rav Ashi when the womb is still open. Once the womb is closed, he has a more lenient approach, allowing us to desecrate Shabbat on behalf of a woman in the midst of childbirth who asks for something, but not for one who does not ask. We then ask, according to whom is the halacha? The answer, Marzutra, because safek nefashot lehakel. When a life is in doubt, we are lenient. When faced with a decision between preserving someone's life, even only potentially, and preserving Shabbat, we choose to preserve life. This principle extends in a couple of directions in the Gemara's discussion. First, we learn that this period of leniency with regard to a woman in labor, as long as her womb is open, goes on for quite a bit after the birth of a child, according to differing opinions for three, seven, or even 30 days. Postpartum. Using this rubric, the scholars from Naharda create a system for how to determine whether to break Shabbat on behalf of a woman going through or recovering from childbirth. For the first three days, whether she asks or not, we can break Shabbat on her behalf. Up to the seventh day, we'll break Shabbat for her if she asks for something that requires it, but not if she says nothing. And up to the thirtieth day, we won't break Shabbat for her, even if she asks. However, we will engage a non-Jew to take care of her needs. I want to note here that the dispensation to have a non-Jew do things for Jews on Shabbat that we wouldn't allow ourselves to do, commonly known as using a Shabbos goy, is an idea worth serious discussion, with many important bearings on our conceptions of community and society. It's not, however, germane to what I think is the essential point of this section of the Gemara, and so I won't be discussing it today. This allowance for engaging a non-Jew to take care of a new mother's stated needs stems from the principle stated by Rav Ula, son of Rav Eli. All needs of a sick person on Shabbat are done by means of a non-Jew, which itself stems from the principle of Rav Himnuna, something which is a need, but in which there is no life-threatening danger, on Shabbat is done by a non-Jew. We understand, though, what Rav Himnuna doesn't say. In the case of a clear danger, even a Jew can break Shabbat in order to meet the needs of someone in such a precarious situation. 
The Talmud here is differentiating between varying states of vulnerability. In the case of one whose life is clearly in danger, like a woman in childbirth and immediately thereafter, but not limited to that, we do all we can to help without major concern for the laws of Shabbat. In the case of one who is simply ill, this person is less vulnerable. So we avoid directly transgressing Shabbat, but engage a non-Jew to care for their needs. One's vulnerability is a major determining factor in how far we allow ourselves to go in overriding the laws of Shabbat. We see this idea again at the end of our daf, which is also the end of chapter 18, in the discussion on the Mishnah's declaration that one may tie off a newborn's umbilical cord, and according to Rabbi Yossi, even cut the cord, on Shabbat. Through the Gemara's discussion, we find that the halacha follows Rabbi Yossi, in that we can tie off and cut the cord, and even hide the placenta, which was evidently a method for ensuring that the newborn would stay warm. All of this focus on how we care for the vulnerable and endangered among us on Shabbat leads us to the question of how we deal with these situations when one's status changes. As I was studying this stuff, I was reminded of a story from a friend about something that happened to him when he was a child. One Shabbat day, he was playing in his backyard when he fell and broke his arm. At his tender age and with the apparent severity of the break, it was essential that he receive immediate medical attention. In the words of the Gemara, he was in sakana, danger, and thus there was no question about breaking Shabbat to seek his treatment. His father, without delay, got in the car, took him to the hospital, pulled out his wallet to give insurance information, and filled out any number of forms, all not Shabbat-appropriate activities, which were allowed because of the situation of sakana. Once his arm was set, however, the sakana dissipated, and Shabbat could no longer be ignored. The hospital staff needed his father to fill out and sign other forms and discharge papers, but he could not. It would have been really nice to be able to go back home and rest after the excitement of the day, but they could not. Instead, they spent the rest of Shabbat at the hospital. As soon as Shabbat departed, they signed the requisite forms and were able to travel back home. On Shabbat, Shabbat is ideally our number one priority. We change our behavior drastically in order to preserve the sanctity of the day. But the sanctity of the day never takes precedence over human life. We always choose to care for the vulnerable, ill, and endangered among us. In these situations, the laws of Shabbat do not apply. However, we must approach these needs with honesty and honor for Shabbat. In each case, we have to consider how necessary it is to break Shabbat on someone's behalf. Sometimes, the answer is that it's not necessary, and we find another way to care for that person. Ultimately, the Gemara reminds us that if we're in doubt, safek nefashot lahakel, we take the lenient path and care for the medical needs of others before we care for the needs of Shabbat. I hope you've enjoyed today's episode of Daily Daf Differently, and that you'll join us again tomorrow for a new page. The music at the open and close of this episode is Ufros from the Epichorus album One Bead, available on Bandcamp, iTunes, and Spotify.